Hey, we're Seller and Ty from Hopecast. Joining us today is Tyree Totongia from Smashproof. This brother is a gifted musician, but he's going to talk to us about rehab, drug addiction, and recovery. Everyday Kiwis sharing everyday stories to inspire hope. <laughs> you know what? You know, you know what? You know, what I'm, 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 because I'm here with you right now. We're here with you right now. Yeah. We know Tyree, the musician. But today we're here to talk to Tyree the man. Over the years, do you think you've become a better musician or a better man? Ooh. Straight off it, bro. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I think uh, definitely a better man, and I think uh, musically, it's it's you know the integrity of my music has become better. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't uh, say skill-wise, uh, I've gone better. Cause, uh, but um, definitely integrity. Integrity as a man. In my music and as a man. How's that? How's that journey been for you, bro? Ah, uh, it's been um, beautiful. It's been beautiful. It's definitely had its challenges, but um, uh, I wouldn't change it. Eh? It's definitely um, just constantly refining me and um, you know learning stuff about myself that I didn't know. 20, 10 years ago. You know, I'm 35 now and I'm still learning things about me. So uh, to be in that position, you know, yeah, I'm a late bloomer, but um, it's, it's definitely a good thing for my family and for myself. What's worrying you now that maybe was worrying you, say, 10 years ago? Something's still worrying you? How did you overcome it? Uh, what's worrying me now? <sighs> Nothing, bro. You're a dad, bro. Yeah. That's got to be worrying you, man. Oh, I think, yeah. That, that yes, worries yes, you? Yes, yes. <laughs> that worries me. Okay, You're okay, okay. We're, we're You're taking it there. Right. We're taking it there. Right there now. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, yes. Um, what's worrying me uh, then uh, and, and now, yeah, it's definitely being a father. Um, being the best father that I can be. You know, there's, for, for the past 10 years, my, uh, my daughter Mila, she's 10. My uh, second daughter, Alofa, she's five. Then my son, uh, he's one. And I always, um, before I became a father, was uh, you know it was always on my heart to try and be the best father that I could be and be the, the, the like different to what my father was, you know, uh, in terms of connection and um, and relationship. And um, yeah, that's still on my heart now, you know. Uh, I think I'm a better father uh, than my father was, but um, I could always still be better. I'm always constantly um, thinking about that. Your job now is a full-time dad. Yeah. Well, what's what's that about? Look, I see, you know what? Because I, I see you, right? And there's a picture of us as men, right? That we've got to go out. We've got to be the ones who provide. Not all, and not all are uh, insecure about that. But for the most part, we go out and provide for our family. You're at home with your daughter, your daughters, and your son. Where does it put you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm a, a new day and age uh, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. Uh, because, you know, it's um, traditionally, you know, the man goes out there, makes the money, breadwinner. Uh, but in this, in this day and age, and uh, in my case particularly, it's different. Um, uh, yeah, I did feel times of uh, being inadequate as a man, as a provider. But uh, staying home with, with my son, it's, it's allowed me to 
really uh, just appreciate what a stay-at-home parent does. Yeah. And it's a huge job, oh, right. huge job. You know, you, you have to be everything. You're like, yeah. you, all, all the hats, you know, you have to yeah. wear all the hats the, every day. There's not just one hat that you wear uh, certain days. It's, you know, you're the teacher, you're the father, you, you're the chef, you're the cleaner, the butler. <laughs> everything. Congratulations yeah. on that yeah, too, man. man. That's massive. Thank you. That is massive. Yeah. I, I think um, that I picked up was about you talking about being a better father than, than your father was mm. because I think a lot of us growing up, you know, we grew up in a bit of a culture where, you know, you only speak when you're spoken to um, from your parents. Um, and on the flip side is like being in the same room as your old man um, and not saying one word to each other. You know, I think a lot of men, we struggle with that moving in to fatherhood because you carry, you only carry what you know. So is there anything specific that you believe that you had to really like level up on in fatherhood that, that you would have carried on from, from your old man? Yeah, I think um, for me, one of the biggest things was being consistent and, and you know, let my yeses be yeses, let my noes be. No, and I still struggle with that, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. But um, growing up, I, there was a lot of inconsistency, you know? And so to be intentional about my relationship with my kids um, and be consistent in that space um, is something that I never had. You know, like you said, like it was hard to have a conversation with my dad. Um, it's like we're walking on eggshells, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, he's a good man. He was a good father. Uh, he did his best as, as, as he could. Uh, and what he knew, what he learned from his father. But um, yeah, I just, I'm really cautious about that, you know, just being intentional with my kids and uh, just being consistent with relationship-wise, you know, just just being really relational with my with my kids, talking to them, man, just yeah. uh, just speaking about like how's your day, like, like you being know, being present, yeah, yeah, without and being yeah. interested, genuinely yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, I totally yeah. support that. Um, we as dads talk about it as well. When you were at your lowest, what happened? Uh, man, where to start? <laughs> Up, bro, you know what, <laughs> bro? Like, cause it's 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 been uh, my, the the whole this whole my whole career has been just like this. Yep. And for any man to really uh, have his identity in his craft or, or what he does, and your craft is like this, you know, you you're seeking validation in in the masses, you know, in the streams and the sales, and when that just is, it's constantly for years like this, it's like. Man, I didn't know what depression was though, you know, I didn't know what anxiety was. Um, no one ever taught me that, you know, no, no one ever told me that it's okay to feel how you're feeling. Like I got taught that if you, if you fell a certain way, get over it, you know, build a bridge and just, just move on, it'll, it'll pass. Uh, not knowing that I, I had been harboring all those emotions over the years to the point, look, see all these greatest fans? <laughs> <laughs> you No one in my family's got this. So, and um, you know, just over the years, it's it's uh, you know, I've never had really a consistent good run. You know, it's always been just it'll be it'll be little increments of good runs. You know, it's, well, tell me what the the the, the, 
the voices in your head when you're when you're dipping, when you're low, what are they saying to you, bro? You're unworthy. You're not good enough. You know? And that was one of the things that, you know, um, that I had carried from my childhood. I held on to that. That wasn't even mine to carry, but I held on to that. Um, and man, it just it hindered me from a lot of things. You know, I didn't I didn't want to try. Like I thought that my best would not be good enough. I thought that um that I was a failure, like, you know, that I was, I was unworthy. And so every time I have those dips, you know, I'd always go back to that time, you know, I'd always go back to that time and um, think, man, this, maybe I am a failure, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not good enough. And so, um, yeah, I, had, I carried all of that mummy into my career of highs and lows. So I wasn't really... I wasn't prepared. I, I had no tools in my tool, tool, toolbox to, to cope with all those things. I just did the best thing I knew how and just bottled it up and, and just carry on. I wish someone talked to me, like told me, you know, like, it's okay, you can talk to me or tell me what's on your heart and have these really deep heart-to-hearts because, uh, yeah, I, I had no one to talk to. And, and for a seven-year-old brother, like you know, having kids now, I would, I would hate for my kids to go through that, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Um, got worse for you. And really dark. And I just want you to be able to share some of that if that's okay, because uh, that's a really, what do you call it? I'm going to say watershed moment, but it's just a, when the penny dropped for you when you're in your room. Car pulls up in the driveway, I think is your wife's friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so last year was a huge year for me. Um, battle with addiction. Um, and, um, you know, uh, like I said, my whole career has been ups and downs, you know, I had ultimate highs. Uh, but um, last year, you know, I... I uh, I came to a place where, you know, I was I was a full-blown addict, bro. Like, this time last year, you wouldn't recognize me. Had no muscle. <laughs> had no morals. Like, man, I did some things that was crazy. And um, it came to the point where, you Jones. know, yep, yeah, I was a full-blown crack addict, bro. You know, I was selling it. I was in compromising situations um, just for the whole year, really. And, um, yeah, uh, all that pressure all that pressure of my career, where I was in life. Uh, I'd put my identity into my music and that wasn't going well. I didn't know who I was as a man. I'm 30 plus, don't know what I'm gonna do. My music career isn't working out. I got three, uh, two kids, one on the way. So all this pressure started building up, you know, and, and, and I'm obviously on substance, so I'm not in my clear mental state. Uh, no clarity in my thoughts. And um, so I got to a point where, I, you know, I've hit rock bottom so many times. And uh, this particular time, um, I've never wanted to commit suicide, bro. You know, so for me, um, that was the lowest point. You know, I always thought that, you know, I've hit rock bottom, man. Uh, uh, I'm good at this, you know, I'm good at bouncing back. But um, this particular time, I wanted to leave. And um, it's crazy because, you know, I, I, I really had 
thought that taking myself out of the picture of the equation would be better for for my kids, for my family, you know, very, very selfish, you know, and my son wasn't even like, he, he wasn't even born, bro. So for his father to be in that mental state at that time, um, it's, yeah, it was really bad, you know, um, and so... I finished writing the letter, um, you know, I formulated a plan. And then I literally, man, when I finished writing the letter, I see my wife's best friend come down the driveway. And, um, you know, she'd, she'd never, I don't think she realized to this, to this day her role that she played in that situation, you know, because, man, she saved my life, man. Like, and it, it was God, you know, I knew that God's hand was in that whole situation because, um, uh, I just, I was in such a dark tunnel, just such a dark hole, and um, I just knew his hand was over me that, in, in that moment, you know, and I, um, I said, God, okay, I'll give you everything, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you my life, I'll give you my talents, I'll give everything to you uh, if you take me out of this, and um, he did, man, he did. <laughs> this guy, man, what are you? It's too early in the interview to go there, chair. man. You forgot about that chair. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been uh, it's been amazing, man. You know, I'm 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 a living testimony of God's restoration. You know, and and I'm living I'm living it today. You know, with 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 my son. You know, so staying home for me uh, it means way more than than a lot of a lot of people would think because um, of where I've been. You know, I, w I wouldn't be here, Keeper. you know. Uh, so being here today, uh, being a father to my kid, a present father, uh, to my son, to my daughters, being a, a present husband, uh, it's a win for me, bro. It's a win for everyone, bro. Yeah. It's a win for everyone. You've just uh, <laughs> done something really powerful there, bro. Yeah. Um, and it's all wrapped up in that word right there for anyone else who's watching, man. And we were talking to other people last week um, uh, about that word hope. And having conversations like this really instills those words, ties on the front line trying to do that. Uh, I just thank you for being able to be vulnerable to be able to do that. Because bro, trust me, when, those, when you're asking yourself, why didn't anyone come and talk to me? You're talking to someone right now. True? Yeah. And... You know, I was just thinking before and, you know, we talk to majority of the people that jump on and, you know, what, what would you say to yourself, you know, in that situation? Um, if, if you had walked in on yourself, what, what, what have you said to, to pick yourself up? Yeah, man, I would just really say it's okay, man. Man, just and hug myself, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh man, sorry, bro. Bro, don't you dare apologize, yeah. man. Otherwise, I'll kick you in the pants. <laughs> don't you dare apologize for what oh, you said. Oh man, yeah, I see what you guys did here. You know, you invited me for this this waterworks, did you? This is <laughs> a waterworks at the time. Nah, time. Nah, <laughs> All right, so just on there, just right there, right, right. Someone who's in, a, who needs a bit of hope, and someone who's putting their hand up and going, man, I don't know where to go. 
What are you going to say to that person? What would you say to that person? Jesus. Jesus Christ. He is the, the Prince of Restoration, the Prince of Peace, the, the Prince of Strength, everything, bro. He can give you everything that you, that you need. Um, you know, just, just walking with Him has strengthened me every day, daily. And, you know, obviously I'm not perfect and I still struggle with things. But I, this whole life gig is just a constant refining, you know, constant refining journey. And like, you know, I'm a way better man than I was, bro. Certainly, way yeah. better father, way better husband. And I'm only going to get better also. You sure are, bro. For those who are finding it challenging to, to deal with faith, though, I'm sure there's other bits of advice there that, you know, that instills worthiness yeah. and hope. Yeah. What do you got to say to them? Um, yeah, I know that there's a lot of things going on, floating around on social media, especially with this, the season that we're in, the whole world is in, you know, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of uncertainty, and um, but ha having faith eliminates that burden, eliminates the fear, eliminates the, 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 the uncertainty, and if you, um, faith gives you purpose, bro. Gives you identity. You know what I mean. So when you have identity and you and you and you find your purpose, it's like, man, this doesn't matter. This COVID thing doesn't matter. This, the, you know, the, this is what matters. The truth. You know what I mean. Obviously, you have to have wisdom in these in this day and age and and in these times. And and don't just be foolish and don't wear masks or something. You know, something like that. I don't know. But um, it's just. It's just knowing who you are, you know. Um, that's what faith gives you. It gives you identity. It gives you purpose, and and that's something that's really lacking our, in our day in our world today. So, so outside of um, your faith, is there any other things that you do to maintain your mental health? Yes, uh, definitely, man. So for me, you know, like um, this is something that I've struggled with. You know, being an addict, being an addict um, is something that. Um, I've struggled with for the last 18 years, alcoholic, uh, alcoholism, um, but I didn't know, do you know what I mean? So for it to come to light last year and really be uh, to the point where I'm depending on substance for my happiness, for my joy, where I have a beautiful family over here, that's where that should be coming from. Um, I really had to uh, look, look after myself and get myself better. So it was rehab for me. That's what it looked like last year. Went to rehab. I went to Auckland Bridge. Uh, got myself better um, because clean time for for anyone that struggles with any kind of substance is beautiful. No matter how you get the clean time, I don't care. Like if you go on a holiday, whatever, starts with clean time because that promotes clarity in your in your thoughts. It just it brings you back to you and what you need to do um, to change. And so for me, uh, moving forward from rehab, it was meetings, uh, NA meetings. It was uh, church fellowship. It was just hanging around good people. Um, and you know, like, you don't need everyone to love you. You know, you don't need validating from, validation from people. Oh, no, nah, but he doesn't like me. You know, we were talking about this earlier. When you have all these people that love you and there's one person that, that sticks out, it's like, oh, well, why doesn't he love me? Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. need that, you know. All we need is a few good people around us to love us genuinely and have that genuine uh, connection. Uh, that's, that's, that's all we need, bro. You know, and uh, for me, maintaining my recovery has just been that, bro. Just just having good people around me, church, uh, 
and just just being aware, you know, because going to rehab, I learned all these tools um, of how to cope with it. It was like um, CBT, TFA, uh, all those beautiful tools that I have now, and I just exercise those regularly, you know. And, you know, like it's not going to be perfect every day. It's not, every day is not going to be yep. smooth sailing. There's going to be times where you have a good run, then boom, something happens out of your control, and then you're like, oh, like you're feeling down but those are the times where you you know that's where you grow bro you yeah. know you don't grow where everything is just smooth sailing yeah. you grow in those dark times and um i think that's where people you know get that misunderstanding because growth happens in those times you just think man why why, why am i here god you know what can i learn from this certain situation and there's always like nuggets to take away from those from those times uh, I think that's you know pretty powerful um, that, that you shared about rehab and um, you know addiction because I think society tells us that uh, you know drugs, alcohol are the problem, but I guess like anyone, like when you're in that state of mind or when when you're in that kind of situation, um, it's the solution mm. to getting you through, and that's what I want people to understand is that. Drugs and alcohol is not the problem. It's the solution for that person at that given time. You know, and that's why I think it's important for us to talk about maintenance because then we talk about, you know, so now you've now you've swapped the drugs out for something else, you know, and it's important for people out there to know that you can do that too. You know, like obviously you go to the gym, you, you, you're bigger than the chair there, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... We all have a tendency of addictive uh, personalities, mm. you know, and like your music and like fatherhood, you know, you've transformed that addiction somewhere else, mm. you know, and and now we know you're, you're amazing stay-at-home dad and it's awesome, you know, and I want people out there to know that this is this is real, mm. you know, and, and you've done an amazing thing and um, we, we want to give you... Um, one of these bands, uh, you know, when we started this journey a few years ago, young people used to ask us, how do we know who's safe? Who can we talk to? And we, we said to them, well, what do you reckon? And they said, oh, you should make some wristbands so that people know that if I'm having a bad day, I see someone with that wristband, I know that they could be a safe person. Mm. And it doesn't mean that, you know, hundreds of, you know, depressed people are going to come up running to you and <laughs> asking for help. But it's to signify out there in, in our communities that that guy's with me, you know. So we want to honour you with one of these. And um, we believe that you are hope, man, and uh, nothing but love and respect to you. No doubt. Thank you. No doubt, bro. Sure, brother. Yeah, you. because you've got big muscles, you can have too. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bro. Man, that, was, that was too early, bro. That was too early in the top of it, man.